From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. And welcome to the Audio Imaginarium. Come on in, weary traveler, hang your cloak on a peg, grab a stool, and come warm yourself by the fire. There are stories to be told, and you are among friends. And we are going to attempt to climb inside the mind of the great Nikola Tesla for the entire two hours. Uh, Nikola Lonchar is the founder and president of the Tesla Science Foundation, and he is standing by. Uh, first off, uh, some sad news. Uh, Ian Robertson, my fine rockabilly friend, technical producer, low these last maybe three and a half, close to four years, is no longer with the program. Ian has moved on to greener pastures within Zoomer Radio, and I believe he's also planning on returning to school this fall. And he has his burgeoning musical career, of course, with the Grease Marks. So we say so long and good luck to Ian. We're going to miss you, friend. He plays a mean guitar. Now, uh, we have someone sitting in, not sitting in, replacing Ian, and um, we already like him. Because like Ian, he also plays a mean guitar. He's filled in for Ian in the past, but he is our new guy behind the big audio board, and we want to welcome Faisal Kazi, or just Faz, as we'll call him, Faz. Uh, so if you call into the program, and uh, we will open the lines in the second hour for questions and comments. If you call in, please say hi to Faz and welcome him aboard The Conspiracy Show. And, uh, of course, all of us, uh, Albert and uh, Ryan and myself, we all extend our uh, our, our hardest, heartiest welcomes to, uh, to Faz. A quick programming note next week. Um, Lorian Fenton and Ray Hernandez will be here from the UFO a conference, UFO Megacon, which is happening March 24th to the 30th in Laughlin, Nevada. And Alorian is also, of course, the host of the Fenton Files. And Ray Hernandez, one of the, uh, the co-founders of Free, uh, the Dr. Edgar Mitchell Foundation for Research into Extraterrestrial and Extraordinary Experiences. So... Lorian Fenton and Ray Hernandez will be here to tell us about UFO Megacon. And, um, of course, again, that's happening May, March 24th, March 24th to the 30th in uh, Laughlin, Nevada. Serbian-American inventor, electrical engineer, mechanical engineer, and futurist Nikola Tesla died alone in the New Yorker Hotel in New York City July 10th, 1943. He, of course, made dozens of breakthroughs in the production of and transmission and application of electrical power. He invented the first alternating current motor and developed AC generation and transmission technology. And though he was famous and respected, Tesla was never able to translate his copious inventions into long-term financial success, unlike his early employer and chief rival, Thomas Edison. Of course, Tesla's Wardenclyffe Tower was scrapped when it was found out he intended for it to provide free energy to the world. Without the genius of Tesla, we would not have radio, television, AC electricity, the Tesla coil, fluorescent lighting, neon lighting, radio control devices, robotics, x-rays, radar, microwaves, and dozens of other amazing inventions. And because of this, it's no surprise that Tesla 
also delved into the world of flight and possibly anti-gravity. In fact, his last patent in 1928 was for a flying machine that resembled both a helicopter and an airplane. Before he died, Tesla reportedly devised plans for the engine of a spaceship. He called it the anti-electromagnetic field drive or space drive. Shortly after his death, many of his papers were removed from his hotel room and truckloads of documents were taken away from various other locations in and around New York by the Office of Alien Property. Did those papers contain the key to free energy, UFO propulsion, a death ray? Were they back engineered by the U.S. government? Well, here to discuss the life and times and incredible work of Nikola Tesla is Nikola Lanchar. He's a former Pennsylvania licensed private detective specializing in investigation after burglary and auto theft, forensic examination and fraud examination. He designed a locking device which would have anywhere from 4 to 24 points and sensors which detected illegal entry. And for his invention, he received the Benjamin Franklin Technology Center Grant State of Pennsylvania and the gold medal of Nikola Tesla, an annual inventor's award. Nicola Lanchar, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. How are you? Good. How are you? Thank you for having Terrific. me. Terrific. My pleasure. First of all, were you named after the great inventor Nikola Tesla? Yes. that's uh, Actually, my grandparents are from the same area, and Tesla was us, for us like icon. So that's what happened. And, of course, I mean, that doesn't put any pressure on a young lad to be named after the great Nikola Tesla. Did you know from an early age that you wanted to perhaps pursue his work? Actually, as long as I remember me from childhood, I remember we having Tesla picture in most important place. And I know as a young boy, Tesla was a very important person. He did something like, for us, was Tesla like religion. <laughs> and uh, what happened... I'm Serbian also from Croatia, so we relocate, when I was six years old, we relocate from Croatia to Serbia. And uh, what really strongly happened, my next door neighbor, what is not really close, it was probably a thousand feet away. He was a guy who come back from the United States, and that's happening in 1960. So when he was young, he was personal friend with a Tesla, and he was world champion in free fight. So as a young boy, I want to come to champion to learn how to fight, and he never want to teach me anything. And if you are interested for the rest of the story, I will tell tonight that it's really interesting how much you can learn from somebody who is tough like this, but how many nice and good things you can learn from people like that. Ah, well, perhaps we will, uh, we'll circle back to that, that story. But, so Nicola, tell me about the work of the Nicola Tesla Science Foundation. When it was formed and what work you do. Okay. In, uh, July 10, 2004, we, uh, make first celebration of Tesla birthday in the Serbian church in Philadelphia. And I make some exhibition with different pictures, books, and machinery. And we formed Nikola Tesla Inventors Club. Uh, but there was not many people who want to come in a church and learn about Tesla. And there are not that many inventors. So I got to Philadelphia Library, and they gave me the room. I printed 10,000 
postcards going all local universities uh, all over and display these cards. And a lot of people come on our presentation. We form some board, and in uh, 2010, we got our 501c3 nonprofit status in the United States. And a few years later, we also have nonprofit organization, start nonprofit organization in Serbia. It's also Tesla Science Foundation. And and the Tesla family, uh, are they aware of your organization? Have they given you sort of their, their imprimatur? Uh, they, only it was uh, in August, uh, William Torbo died. And uh, he was claiming he was only living relative. Uh, and he was in all, almost all our conferences. And we were in pretty good relation. But there are a lot of Tesla uh, very... You know, not very close relatives, but uh, a lot of relatives where they live now, either in Serbia. And basically, everybody have a right to start an organization like this. Uh, there are a lot of different organizations. Nobody cannot stop you to start your own organization. Right. But then, so, uh, so, yeah, we, we cooperate with a lot of family members around the globe, especially in Serbia now. And and what is your your main objective? Is, is is it does it revolve around the pursuit of free energy? Well, we start. We have mission statements a little different when we uh, started, but basically, majority of the people, of the young Americans, when they come to our conference, they're interesting for free energy. And there's so many different things what people write on the internet, but uh, it's really mm, can never happen. Like either if you go to the YouTube, you turn this uh, free energy machinery equipment and everything, majority of this stuff is not really true. There are mo- <laughs> mostly gimmicks behind. Uh, yes, we, yes, I, I, that's we are interested in new technology and keep working on Tesla technology, but uh, unfortunately, a lot of people, they don't either have basic knowledge of the physics. I'm not one who thinking physics law cannot be broken. Uh, existing physics law, this is what we know uh, now. You know, there definitely there are a lot of things we, what we don't know. Uh, but there are also a lot of people who just, uh, I don't know, selling pressure. Absolutely. When when. When many people think of free energy, they automatically think about a perpetual motion machine. Uh, but there are other ways to achieve, I believe the, the expression is over unity. I mean, circumventing Lenz's law, for example. Do you think that that is attainable, that we could circumvent Lenz's law and so essentially have or at least approach over unity where you're getting more out than you're putting in? I don't know. <laughs> uh, see, Tesla... What Tesla was saying is he know where energy is and how he measured that and how he got all this information. It's really fantastic. And this is good enough. You know, let's let's just see our planet, our Earth is big magnet, right? We agree with that. Yes. We have North Pole, South Pole. Our Earth turning to certain speed. It's basically a big generator. And uh, as long as the Earth turning, they're going to produce all this electricity, what is in iozone. Tesla want to take energy from iozone, distribute to different frequency through the Earth, 
that's what he was talking about. And there are a lot of things what people are saying based on Tesla technology and they're producing something. But I, I don't think, you know, this energy got to come from somewhere. It can be just created from nothing. So uh, you mentioned Wardenclyffe Tower. I also think, you know, Wardenclyffe Tower was just big experiment, Tesla experiment. And I, I don't think Tesla really want to finish that project because one thing is he have this contract with J.P. Morgan and everything, but he can go in any other country. This was $250,000, what is like $30 million today. Everybody can give him money to do something like this. Uh, I think there was pro- Tesla have very high moral values. And I think the problem is he realized what can happen if this comes to wrong hands. And I just cannot picture after all this research if J.P. Morgan know uh, if he can get control of the whole global energy. This is way more than banking system. This is something what you can get whatever you want. And you can so, block anybody. You can do whatever you want. And I think Tesla realized how this system can be abused. The reason why I'm thinking that when Tesla left the hour, he don't take anything with him. Probably they take everything before that, whatever they needed. But he was saying this time, uh, this will work when time comes. So we analyzed this for 30 years. <laughs> Finally, my son, when he was like 19 years, or like that, 17 years, whatever, he said, Dad, what do you think when this time time going to come? I said, I don't know, probably not in my lifetime. I don't know. He said, when people's consciousness is going to be on that level, when people don't want to use this energy to kill each other. Because if you have this energy, what you can, in different frequency, like radio signal, you, you don't, they are there, but you don't feel it. We're talking over the radio, people listening, but they don't see anything, right? So same thing will be with that. So now you have this frequency, what you're turning, you have something, something like your radio, right? You're turning this frequency to usable frequency but what if you use this frequency with uh, with energy what you, you you have energy gone and you can start shooting people you can start destroying houses you can start destroying airplanes you can do whatever you want right so for those not familiar uh nicola those not familiar with what tesla was doing at wardenclyffe his idea was to be able to transmit electricity without transmission wires so, as you say, it would be uh, transmitted through the air, uh, let's say much the same way that a radio signal is or wireless uh, Internet. Um, and so J.P. Morgan, um, my understanding was, and, and you can disabuse me of this, but my understanding was that J.P. Morgan had pulled the funding because they thought that if Tesla was able to achieve this, they wouldn't be able to they wouldn't be, they wouldn't make any money if you can transmit it through the air right. it would be free right. free and available to everyone is that correct right. uh, i don't think so but there are a lot of uh, see there, there was first movie what was made in all yugoslavia and there was Orson Welles in this movie and uh it's good movie but it's movie it's not uh, all uh, facts and they, they Orson Welles JP Morgan saying uh, how are we going to charge, uh, is it, basically what you're saying, you know, but that's information what's coming from movie. I was never, never able 
to find any document, real strong document, what was saying, something like that. Again, let's go back to this. If JP Morgan knows they can control all energy around the globe, so, uh, hey, it's, it's uh, our cell phones going through the air, a lot of Internet connection going through the air, but we are able to be paying cell phones, right? So why energy cannot be able to charge? Uh, this, this is not... This is not really what happened. Uh, the Tesla will figure out way, or somebody will figure out way how to charge that. It's, it's j- and there are no way J.P. Morgan would turn something down. So, in other words, and it wasn't that J.P. Morgan pulled the funding. It was the Tesla realized, as you said earlier, if this were to get into the wrong hands, it could be used for nefarious purposes. I'm going to shut this down until mankind is ready to use it responsibly. Is that the idea? Absolutely, absolutely. That's uh, see. I, I don't even know when I hear that first time. It probably for this uh, world champion George Gostovich. Uh, maybe he was, you know, uh, and all this research what uh, I come up with is all leading to this direction. You know, the people try to make Tesla. But just imagine they have for nine years. Well, tons and tons of the Tesla documents here. They can recreate anything what they want to show Tesla completely different person. And I don't believe John O'Neill was really Tesla historian. John O'Neill was a guy who putting, turning whole ship, shifting everything in different direction. Uh, Margaret right, right. Chaney, well, when you're you making know, a when you're making a Hollywood movie, you have to have. You have to have the hero and you have to have the villain. Right. And so, right. right. But, <laughs> right. but John, John O'Neill was, uh, he published first book right after Tesla died. Tesla died in January 7, 1943. Uh, and he was born in July 10th. So just make sure these two dates are different than you say in the beginning. Uh, so, um, it, it, it is many people like, uh, Yugoslavia in 1953 was uh, like really, it's not communist country, but it's in the middle between East and West, and there was not many Western people are able to come inside. Uh, Margaret Cheney, she was a CIA lady, and she comes straight from Middle East, straight to museum, and write the book. So somebody ordered this book. She don't come there because she loved Tesla, and you know she's a CIA lady. She, if you research Margaret Cheney, uh, you can see, you know, and how she got permission from communist government to get inside when every everything was sealed, everything was either in the boxes. Uh, there was not either display anything. There was not either museum at that time. The stuff come there, and she was able to get in. All right, uh, Nicola, we're going to take a time out. We'll come back, and uh, I want to ask you a little bit more about Tesla's plan to transmit energy through the air. We'll also talk about some of his other patents, his pursuit of uh, perhaps anti-gravitics, and uh, much more. Nicola Lonchar is the president and founder of the Tesla Science Foundation. With us for the full two hours, we'll open up the phone lines in the second hour. Stay with us. My name is Richard Serrett. This is The Conspiracy Show.
You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. And uh, we are talking Nikola Tesla for the full two hours. We will open up the phone lines in the second hour. Questions and comments. And we'll also take questions from our uh, good friends who join us without fail every week in the YouTube live chat room. Uh, Nicola Lonchar is a former Pennsylvania licensed private detective, and he is uh, the president and founder of the Tesla Science Foundation. Now, I just want to get back to Wardenclyffe for a moment because this idea of transmitting energy through the air. I've always, you know, remarked how ridiculous it is that uh, the transmission of electricity really has not changed in, what, 120 years, probably. We're still doing it the same old inefficient way, losing uh, tons of energy through resistance and things through these long transmission wires. Uh, I'm guessing this is all by design, right, that this these inefficiencies are being kept around for on purpose. Is that fair to say, Nicola? Well, I don't know. It's a huge investment in all this infrastructure. And if you look at your electric bill, you see you have their transmission, maintenance fee, and all this stuff. So maybe that's what's happening. I don't know why they don't do it. And um, one of the things is, uh, first, uh, the towers supposed to be North Pole, South Pole, and Equator. The tower in Long Island, Wardenclyffe, was just experiment. Uh, and now the electricity is supposed to go through the earth to be distributed. And after this, they go on the ground and they would be distributed through the air for different, uh, different equipment, what we need to use. Um, so the thing is also, the, look at how much you will have to uh, do how many uh, different uh, lab tests before they can prove. Uh, they can allow one little uh, electrical outlet or something like this go to the market. And just imagine what possibly problems can be if this thing come out. We talked earlier about problems somebody can abuse the system and use as a weapon. But what about uh, other stuff? Today we're talking about how much uh, are routers creating health problems for different people, cell phone creating health problems for different people. What's going to happen if we have... Uh, this uh, uh, distribute to the, to the air, the electricity, all this energy. And today, especially, the other problem, what is a really, really very serious problem, we have a country that they will not have any income if they start selling, uh, if they stop selling oil. So we're talking about huge populations of the Arabs, Middle East, uh, Russia, Russia is 70% of the uh, income is coming from the selling the energy. So just imagine what will happen if we overnight we develop something and we're using energy from biozone uh, and what kind of uh, change is going to be globally. How many You're right. The, the, collapse of the, petro, the collapse of the petrodollar would be an economic cataclysm. Right. An economic right. cataclysm. Yeah, I just want to bring this because it's not simple as people think. You know, when the kids come to our conferences and they're saying, like, we have right to use free energy, at first they will never be free. That's no question about it. It doesn't matter what. We, we, we have God give us water for free, but we have to pay water. <laughs> We're buying bottles of the water because they don't supplying us with the right water for drinking. We can't go on a stream to drink. 
Uh, everything cell phone, there's no reason to cost more than three bucks per, per month. Once when you develop satellites and everything. So that is just when uh, corporations want to make money and uh, we're talking about the same thing. If we have energy from Iozone, they will not be for free, definitely. There will be a lot of benefits if it's no health problem. Definitely will be unbelievable benefits, but how to transfer that, how to do all this, how to achieve, uh, I don't think this is going to happen in near future. Every year you have a, um, a Tesla conference at the New Yorker, New Yorker Hotel. Uh, right. in um, That's in the Chelsea neighborhood, I believe, of New York City. I've stayed there. Right. A beautiful mm-hmm. hotel, and I went up to um, the floor where Tesla had uh, his, his suites, uh, it was one big suite. I think they've since divided it into two rooms now, but that's where he died. But tell, tell me a little bit about the, uh, the Tesla conference that you have. Is it in January every year? Right. So again, Tesla died in January 7, what is Serbian Orthodox Christmas. And that's a really strange thing dying on this, uh, day. Father being priest, he grew up in the church. Uh, and anyway, uh, the room where you, that's 3327 and 3328. Yeah, there would be, there was one big room, one part of the library and office and the other part was place where he sleep. Um, it was years ago, uh, my wife and I go in New York and we stopped in New York City and uh, asking receptionist, can we go to see this room and somebody from security take us up and they don't either know where, what they're showing to us. And when we come inside, there was very little sign on a front door. So we come inside there, nothing was showing Tesla was there. So we met with the technical director, Joe Kinney, who is now retired. And I asked him, can we bring some different stuff, at, uh, like some posters from Tesla Museum from Belgrade or something like this? And he said, well, let's try. Maybe they will do it. And actually, we stayed that night sleeping there. And I started talking to Jake, Joe Kinney. I said, can we make a conference here? And he's a really big, big fan of the Tesla. So he introduced me to other people and people asking all questions. And it was not really easy to get in to make this conference. And they give us fair price and everything. And last seven years, we make like first Saturday after January 7, every year, we make conference. And we have people around the globe coming. We have free streaming through Facebook and through our channel, YouTube, uh, Tesla Talk. So everybody was able to see it around the globe. One year we have, I think, 32,000 people watching at the same time. That's remarkable. That's excellent. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's... we. mostly people coming inside for free and we got some support from different people and like it was amazing but the last uh, the last this year was really good uh, something interesting for a lot of people but before this we have how to bring Tesla in a school system in the United States and the globe and um, we bring a lot of different people from educational sites uh, what is not really interesting for a lot of people well, only thing what they really love when Mark Passio, he's your colleague, he have ra- he's a very popular guy in Philadelphia here, he has a radio show. Yes. Uh, he, when he talk and he come out on the stage and 
he just asked question and say, you guys just think you guys have no reason to tell me anything. Uh, who have that much power to kick Tesla out from American history? Why? That's an excellent point. That? Yeah, Excellent point. Uh, we we uh, read about Edison, but we don't read about Tesla. Right. And you really want to bring Mark Passio in your show because he is a guy who <laughs> was he. He speaks clear English, <laughs> and he is perfect speaker, and, and he uh, really know a lot about all this stuff. And he is our main speaker. Any place where we make something, we always use Mark. So this is in January seven, in January nine to ten, in the middle of the night, because Tesla was uh, in July. Uh, Tesla was born in the middle of the night between July nine and ten. So we make uh, in uh, uh, independent park in uh, Philadelphia, what is Philadelphia was first uh, capital of the United States. That's right. Uh, there, yes. is origi- uh, there is origi- is original uh, constitution in a building and there is Liberty Bell. Um, so in the front from that, we make Tesla birthday and we come. This is amazing. Like people come with different Tesla corps, different musicians come, different people. We hang around. Usually we plan like we can be maybe between 10, 30 and 12, 30. We stay a lot of time until morning. <laughs> but, and and are, are inventors coming, uh, people coming and presenting their work, their papers, things that they're working on, energy devices, etc.? I see. Uh, that's again, we can come to this uh, for last many years. I probably be over, I was probably in over 100 different labs. And I would not travel to Germany or to California or Texas or somewhere just to see something. So people are very convincing. People say, I have this, I have this. And I ask them, do you have proof of concept? Yes, I do. And I say, I don't want to see anything. I just want to measure energy coming in, energy coming out. You can put everything in cardboard box. And for all these hundred places that I was, I never find anything right. There are different theories when people come out and they're showing different, really good, nice theories, but nobody was never able to make anything to convince me. You know, I was mm-hmm. there in California in this several project where they have huge, huge laboratory and I was convinced they have proof of concept and they're showing me something. No, they don't. And uh, it's it it's really uh, people would come uh, see we have more artists with us than we have scientists and art and technology uh, merging and there are a lot of through the art are able to show all kind of different things. The Mano Divina uh, Divine Hand Ensemble they play Teremin. And this is instrument, only instrument what you don't touch and you play. And he has beautiful presentation about Tesla and life and the planet, how they can be if people but, uh, work on all these buttons and everything. Nicola, uh, I've got to take has, the time out here. Pardon the interruption. We'll good. take a, a quick break. We'll come back. And um, I want to ask you about who you think might be the next Tesla. Is he out there? Who's coming closest to uh, approximating the work of Tesla, whether it's in the field of energy or antigravitics. We'll get back to our conversation about the great Nikola Tesla when The Conspiracy Show returns. Stay with us. 
This is no place for the naive or the faint-hearted. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Hey, welcome back. Nicola Lonchar is president and founder of the Tesla Science Foundation. Let me give you the website, teslasciencefoundation.org. TeslaScienceFoundation.org, and there you can find out about their uh, their conferences. Uh, there's um, uh, Tesla Talk TV. You can register for their conference. Uh, there'll be one next year in January, presumably at the uh, New Yorker. And uh, there's a great photo gallery there. Uh, other coming uh, other coming events that we'll uh, we'll talk to uh, Nicola Lonchar about a little bit later in the program. Just a reminder: coming up in the second hour. We will open the phone lines for questions and comments. Uh, I wanted to ask you um, about Tesla and Edison. And, uh, you know, they were they, at one time Tesla was working for Edison. And, you know, I, I can't help but thinking had they managed to patch up their differences, how different the world might be. Imagine Tesla and Edison not working at cross purposes, but working with each other. Do you ever think about that? Yeah, uh, absolutely. That would definitely be uh, a lot of benefits for a boat. Uh, but inventors and scientists uh, are also humans, and a lot of times there's jealousy there. I want to be one who is the main. Every my invention for me is like one more kid, and I don't want anybody to be better than me. But... Um, yeah, they, they, this is a great question. Yeah, there would be a lot, a lot of benefits if they work together. Well, the other one is that because Tesla, let's face it, he was a horrible businessman, and he wasn't particularly meticulous about you know his paperwork. As far as I know, I might be wrong, but that's what I've read. He, you know, oftentimes he didn't write things down. He just yeah, carried it, things it, around it, in his head. And and he, had he had Edison working with him and had the discipline and the business acumen. A lot of those things that Tesla was working on may have become commercially viable. Right. Let's see, uh, Westinghouse is number one American hero business person. You know, he, uh, we can't either compare Edison and Westinghouse. Westinghouse is the man. He, and he also don't have museum in the United States. Uh, it, uh, Edison have huge public relations, same like Marconi. They lay their own RCA, they own General Electric, they own all this stuff. They, they still have perfect public relations. Tesla is not interesting for that. Tesla is not interesting. Either uh, Astor tell Tesla in 1898, when he come in his uh, lab and he see fluorescent light and he say, let's start producing this. I will build you a factory. And I will Tesla say, no. And uh, I say, I'm not going to give you any money anymore for your project and everything. I want to build a factory, and you can have money for the rest of your life to do whatever you want. And in 1898, 1999, Tesla sit in a, pl- uh, in a train and go to the Colorado Springs and do all these experiments. And they, they already have contract to build a factory. <laughs> so he don't care about this. It's not like... If he is involved in anything else, in the manufacturing or something like this, he will not be productive that much. And he is absolutely genius. And if you look at, like, why um, you have a lot of different inventors, you have a lot of different scientists, 
but there was no one more for all this history as we know who make more things what humans can use. So that's the only thing what he was interesting for. If you know where he is born, and there is like always dark, always look like they're going to rain. Uh, it's poor, poor, poor. Serbs live in this Austrian-Hungarian border. Uh, they're fighting for the Turks cannot go there. They're they mostly of them soldiers. They, if wolf come and kill their animals, they have nothing to eat over winter. winter. And he was just thinking how to help people, how to do. This is always in his head. It's not like how he's going to make million dollars or two million dollars and give to people. Uh, and uh, he, he just want to make something that's going to be for benefits for everyone. And that's why I think, you know, he's absolute for me, he's science. Uh, uh, science and uh, his spirit is definitely, I don't know, he's, I'm considering him, him as a saint. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned, you know, that you, you've never seen proof of concept. You've never been satisfied that people out there that are working on various energy devices um, really have the goods. But I wondered if you've ever been out to Spokane, Washington, uh, because there's a real hub of inventors there. I've been out there several times. There's a uh, an energy uh, science and technology conference out there every year. There's a gentleman by the name of Paul Babcock uh, who is working on a um, – essentially, it's a, a, a magnet engine. And uh, listen, I'm no physicist, but to me, it's it's pretty impressive. It, to me, uh, the way he explains it, I've seen the device. It looks like he's not, he's not claiming that it's over unity. He's not claiming that it's uh, free energy, but – it's it's getting moving in that general direction, uh, and and the thing is, if if he could scale this device down or he can scale it up, uh, you would decentralize, uh, you know, the power uh, distribution of uh, of power and so forth. Everyone could have one in their own home, and and it does appear to me that he's circumventing Lenz's law. Maybe I'll get you to comment on that when we come back. We'll take a quick time out and uh, continue to delve into. The Life and Times of Nikola Tesla, right here on The Conspiracy Show. Shaking the world and seeing what falls. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett. Welcome back. Nicola Lonchar, president, founder of the Tesla Science Foundation. TeslaScienceFoundation.org is the website. Check it out. And uh, think about registering early for their next conference, January 2020. Uh, before the break, I was uh, mentioning uh, several trips I made out to Spokane, uh, Washington, uh, where there is – it's quite remarkable – Quite by happenstance, all of these inventors, all sort of working on energy devices, managed to find themselves there. They, it wasn't a sort of a conscious effort that they were all going to move to Spokane. They just basically realized, hey, within a few miles of me, there are three or four people working on energy-type devices. And they have this uh, terrific conference out there. 
Uh, but there is a gentleman, Paul Babcock, who is working on this uh, magnet motor. And the idea is it it eliminates back EMF. And I wondered if you're familiar with Paul, Paul Babcock uh, and and his device. No, I'm not. No. I, I would love to learn more and see it. But, again, I see a lot of different things. And so far, I don't see anything with satisfied my needs. And uh, uh, the people saying, like, they, they're scared to show because they're scared somebody's going to come and shoot them from energy company or something like this. This time is over. Nothing will going to happen. If you show something, if you really have something you want to show. Uh, I can tell you, when I was in the seventh grade, I make a, a car running on a water documentation. And I, was, I showed to my physics uh, teacher so this summer I have to stay home and learn all, <laughs> all summer physics. Uh, but uh, there are either today a lot of people making machine dividing water on oxygen and hydrogen and running through the motor. They have generators that producing electricity and everything. So, uh, yeah, again, I would love to learn more about Paul. And you can either give him my connection if you, or, or whatever. I would, I would either bring him in a conference if he has something for real. I do. I, I will make that introduction, and I'll, in the meantime, I'll send you some videos and so forth, and uh, the links to his websites and his demonstrations and so forth. Um, Thank you. But are there are there are there other inventors out there that you think are come maybe closest to achieving what Tesla did? Maybe, for example, his work with high voltage electricity. Uh, see, they're, they're from different, uh, not just from energy. Uh, they're guy, uh, Goran Marjanovic, who was a few years ago in our conference, and people from Brookhaven National Lab want to buy his machine right away. He used, before the war in Yugoslavia, he worked for uh, Yugoslav Army as electrical engineer, and somehow he had access to a lot of Tesla documents. And he built some machine, what he called Tesla Wave. And he's there saying, you know, he... He don't know either what he built it because he don't. They can not really explain. But that's uh, this machine is different than anything else. But it doesn't produce energy. They do a lot of different things for medical. Uh, they're using also in medical field. They're doing experiments now with medical field. And uh, so there are people, um, a lot of people doing good things. But a lot of people uh, can maybe. Uh, being wrong, they can produce something that maybe can be dangerous, so they have to be really, really careful. And today, this is not easy. Uh, you asked me before about uh, this. Uh, I think there was a lot of young, little young geniuses, this little 14-year-old kid who belong, uh, built some kind of machinery. It's, I don't even remember his name, but I think it's, he's in YouTube. Uh, but way more than this right people, there are people like, I don't know if you're probably familiar with Dennis Lee, guy who years ago, he had this all this perfect motion equipment and he was selling to American public. I think he was in a jail or something. So there are way more that type of people. Right, right. Yeah, and, and is Absolutely. somebody going to make it one day something? Yes, they will. And uh, uh, now, why this thing happened? 
when you're talking about free energy, uh, it, it's same thing like Philadelphia experiment. Uh, we know think Philadelphia experiment happened. I no question about it. But we don't know what really happened for, for facts. We, maybe majority of this stuff what people are talking about, it's definitely crazy. So why this happened? Why, why this all this information come out on Internet and on the different books and everything? Some people want to show they know something what nobody else don't know. And I'm, I'm researching Tesla for more than 50 years, and I, I was probably a few thousand times in Tesla Museum all my life. I live very close to Tesla Museum, and I, I go there when I was a kid in elementary school, high school, college. <laughs> so <clears throat> so uh, not many people coming in museum or University of Belgrade uh, Electrical Engineering school, school to show what new they have based on Tesla knowledge. Uh, they mostly of the people uh, creating again this the, to show they know something what nobody else don't know. They want to expose themselves to public. They, they're very smart. They this and they are this other group of the people who are going to discredit Tesla completely, uh, saying some stuff what is almost impossible. And uh, I, I'm sure there are a lot of good people. There are a lot of uh, you know. I, People were there honestly working. There a guy in California, in the middle between LA and San Francisco. He ran his electric motor on 300, uh, 300 watts electric motor on 15 feet. Then MIT write all these big articles how they make uh, cell phone can be charged wirelessly. And guy was way way ahead from the. Uh, MIT, but he don't have lab. He don't have, uh, you know. The, the, today, to, to make something really great, you definitely have to have a, a big team of the people working with you. Uh, and Tesla always have team of the people. He's not one who work, working by himself. You know. So it, it's really. I, I would. I would be very happy to get positive answer and say. Yes, there are many people who are doing this, and they're going to be, you know, <laughs> very soon all this available. But my experience is different. Much has been speculated about his anti-electromagnetic field drive or space drive. What can you tell me about his space drive? I mean, was nothing. it nothing? I can't tell you that. No. <laughs> Why is that? Because we don't know really what he was on about or because you don't think it was real or, or what? Again, I don't know really what happened about it. You mentioned before airplane, but I, I would not go in anti-gravitation and gravitation. Uh, but Tesla made this airplane for vertical flying. You, know, you are familiar with this, right? Yes, yes. And he got patent in 1928. So in 1937, I think, Sikorsky got patent for the helicopter right and basically this is all same thing right and with also having today we have drones and everything is based on this tesla patent from uh, you know 1928 and tesla never make money on it and anything so tesla was really practical he put some theories out uh, about different stuff and but he uh, you know, I, I have a huge book published by Tesla Museum in Belgrade, Unfinished Tesla Patents. 
because he never applied it and everything. And he writes a lot of different things. That's definitely no question about it. But he don't have time to make experiments and make it. And I usually try to stay away from it. Okay. Listen, we've got to take a time out here. We'll come back, top of the hour. We'll open up the phone lines, questions, comments, and much more to discuss, including the connection between President Trump and Nikola Tesla, right here on The Conspiracy Show. Don't go away.